This is the Better Reading Podcast platform with stories behind the story, Jane's Be Better Podcast, my book chat with Caroline Overington and more. Looking for a particular podcast? Remember, you can always skip to it. The What Are You Reading podcast is brought to you by Belinda Audio. Hi everyone, Cheryl Argle here. This is our podcast, What Are You Reading? Our followers know that we have our popular What Are You Reading Facebook Live every Thursday at 2pm. We decided to keep asking that question over the summer with this podcast and some amazing guests. So buckle up and let's talk about what we are reading. James Colley, welcome to Better Reading. Thank you so much for having me. Now, this is great fun and you are a little bit ahead of your time because usually we wouldn't have you on here because your book wasn't out till January, but somehow you slipped in and yeah, we're I happy just about snuck it. in. I was just in the studio. You couldn't get rid of me. That's right. Here you are. So let's talk. <laughs> um, let me introduce you. James is a comedy writer from Western Sydney, known for his work on Gruen, Summer Love, Question Everything, The One Percent Club, and The Weekly with Charlie Pickering, as well as regular columns for the Sydney Morning Herald. He's got a novel coming, The Next Big Thing, and it will be published in January. So we will have James back for a bigger conversation. But for the moment, he's here to talk about his summer reading. Mm -hmm. I'm very excited to. I I feel like um, I'm about, as we're talking now, about a week away from being done with like the last episode of Question Everything goes to where I get time back and I've got the pile of books that you know that when the, the year started stacking up we've just moved home I like I, I went from being on a really good reading kick to like the pile starts building up like the blockage of traffic and now I'm yeah. just ready to go in. Okay so what's in the pile? I would say I've got uh, Everyone and Everything uh, yeah. by Nadine Cohen. I'm very, very excited to read that. I've heard lovely things about that book and I can't wait to get into that. Uh, I have uh, The Beasting, Paul Murray's The Beasting that I keep hearing about. Yes. Very exciting to me. Um, there's one that I'm only like recently that I've only recently added to the pile, but I'm uh, very excited for, which is Chain Gang All-Stars. Have you right. heard about Chain Gang no, All-Stars? No. It, was, it was one of the New York Times top 10 uh, books of the year for the, the book review. But it's a story of a, a bit of a gladiator world, like a satirical take on American like slavery. There's like a, um, and like a, a gladiator set up and it's brutal and funny and everything I love in a book. So oh, right. yeah, yeah. I'm, very, I'm very excited for very that. Very light on subject. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brutal and funny. Oh, can't wait. My wife always tells me that, like, that, you know, I have a couple of, like, around Christmas time, I always do a couple of, like, I'll go back and read a Kurt Vonnegut because he's always one of my favourites and things like that. And then I'll pick one book that is always disturbingly like dark or like I have I got lent by a friend uh right next to me here the Oppenheimer book oh wow which yeah, is okay. like about and a bit of light light yeah, reading like, just yeah. nestle, nestle around the Christmas tree with the family and read about yeah. some of the worst things that have ever happened in time hey listen now there's a right answer to this where do you get all your reading recommendations from well from obviously from better reading but <laughs> <laughs> yeah you got that right I love, I love just asking. I find it such a fascinating question of what are you reading now? Because it gives you such an insight to a person 
Not because, like, if you say, what are you watching, people will tell you, you know, whatever the biggest show is, you know, I'm watching mm. White Lotus or something. If you say, what are you reading, they suddenly light up and they give you, like, I'm reading this and I hate it. Or I'm reading yeah. this and I love it, but this is what's bothering me about it. And it's just instantly such a more interesting conversation than when you're talking about shows and everyone's just on spoilers or like, yeah. oh, you've got to watch yeah. this or whatever. Yeah. I think there's a real intimacy about book recommendations. I would say that, I guess, because it's my business, but I worked on the shop floor for many, many years before, mm. way before I started this business. I'm old. And so I felt that everybody that came up for, you know, and there were so many a day, to ask me, I felt that I always took it really seriously. And I always felt that it was like, it was a personal connection. You're trusting me because you're investing time in this, you know, and money, you know, you're buying a book. And I always felt that responsibility quite strongly that, you know, I've got to think about it. And I'm probably not as good at at it now as I was back then. But when you're working on the shop floor, you know, you're seeing books that out, you know, whatever. Mm. And pretty much I could tell if you told me what the, the previous books you had read, like say two previous books, mm. I could pretty much pick your next book. I love that because I, I I feel yeah. from the other side of this, I take like a really emotional connection to it as well. Yeah. Like I remember I was I went to uh, Tidal Inn at Barangaroo and a store I hadn't been in before and because uh, I'm just not around that area. And I um, spoke to one of the booksellers there and he recommended to me James Salter, who I hadn't read before. And I love those books. And then he recommended me. So I had I'd just been reading Exterminate All the Brutes again, a, a fun light read about some of the worst things to ever happen. And he put me on. <laughs> to some um some other Rizard Kapanitsky and I didn't know he I had read In the Shadow of the Sun and I didn't know he had written anything else and then I didn't just feel this great connection but I felt like a duty to this man yes. how I need to take these books I need to devour them and I need to come back and let you know what I thought yes like, that's if right I'm just browsing and picking something up it can just go in the pile of books but yeah. if someone gives you that little incentive I have to go see it now. Like I have to read it. I have to know what happens. Yeah. So, I think, because I think there's a little bit of like when you find you connect with someone over a book, you exist on a different plane. Like it's like you two are on a plane together. Where yeah. Like you have this connection now that like this both spoke directly to our hearts in a way that like both liking the same TV show just doesn't quite do that. It's not the same. And I think good booksellers are like that. They're not choosing books that they love. They're choosing mm. books that they think you'll love based yeah. on the conversation with them. And that's why I think booksellers are so valuable. That mm. experience of walking into a bookshop is still so personal. You can't match that anywhere. And it's beautiful when you know like someone, like you were saying, someone really knows their stuff. Mm. And like mm. when you can really talk books with someone, it's it's lovely. Mm. Did you, and I won't talk about this at length because we'll talk to you about it later on, but was there a transition in terms of writing? Because what are you doing? You're writing writing for television. Mm. So what do you call that? Whatever. Um, I do writing, writing. for television. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it is screenplays, I suppose, but it's a lot of it's yeah. light entertainment writing. We do a yeah. bit of narrative screenplay. Right. So then you're going from there to long-form mm. fiction. Yeah. I, I find part of the interesting part of the journey for me was – making sure I was doing it right, which is weird to say when like I read so many books, like I know how a book goes. I open them all the time. I know how words look. And then all of a sudden I would have these sudden crises of confidence where it's like, is this correct? Am I doing it the right way? And you have this divide between 
I want to do it my way. Like I want this to sound like me and to feel like me. Um, but I also want to get it correct. And it was the strangest little problems of like, do I have a single or double line apostrophe? <laughs> like stuff like like very basic things. I'm like, I've never thought about this from this perspective before. And then I feel like that was a very difficult part for the first draft. And then it became editing and that is my home ground. And so all of a sudden it was, I I moved from like, am I telling this right? Am I, am I describing enough of this area to now I'm just making a product better and I know how to do that. And then I felt safe and happy. And there was this really nice part of the process, which was the final read where like for a good chunk of the middle, you're just kind of putting out fires. Like, Oh, this bit isn't quite working. I'll fix that. This bit isn't. And it was really lovely to, go back and read the book, like read it in whole from cover to cover and think, I like this. Mm. You know, it's always a little scary when you're watching something you've mm. poured your heart into for so long back. And a lot of what I do on television is very ephemeral. You, It, mm. it goes out that week and it disappears. Mm. And like, you don't really go back and watch it. So to go back and go through this thing and see how does it fit together as a whole was really heartwarming to re- to mm-hmm. think like I have made something that I like here is is like and that's really kind of all you can ask for I hope that everyone else likes it as well but to be able to say like I like this and I'm proud of this is you can imagine as a comedian that's not something we say about ourselves too much so it's it's been a nice a nice mm. experience it's really interesting you should say that I've recorded over 500 podcasts now Mm-hmm. And I love it. You know, it's crazy. I mean, it's not really. I mean, I've always been a talker, so it's not that crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so now I just get to do it for a living. But I very rarely go back and listen to it because I don't mm-hmm. like to listen to my own voice, which I think is very normal. Mm-hmm. But occasionally, you know, somebody will say to me, you know, before we put it out, you should listen to this, you should check, you know, blah, blah, blah. We have somebody doing that, but, you know, I get the final kind of sign off. Yeah. And, you know, this is, I don't know if there's a name for this, but it's quite weird. So I'll, I'll put it on and I'm walking in the park usually and I'm listening and I'm answering because it feels like a first experience yeah. to me, right? And I'm answering in my head and then I say it on the actual recording. It's That's exactly so the same response. I've never spoken to anyone about this before. I have that so much when I listen to, particularly when doing comedy, I like race myself to jokes. Like, yeah. If I have to listen back to myself on something, I'll be like, oh, I hope I did this. And there are times when I'm like, you know, you almost grade yourself like, oh, I missed that joke. I should have done that. Or I like recording me comes out with something better than I thought of at that moment. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. okay. That was pretty good. That's right. Because That's right. by the time I get home after my wife, I say, okay, all right. That wasn't too bad. You oh, did okay in that one. We have um, a, a we're brutal on they, ourselves. Yeah. There's a game they play with me at the Gruen Rap Party, which yeah. you know, we do every year. I've done eight, nine seasons of it now, which is oh, wow. what was what was in the show this year. And it's yeah. gone from my head. Like, I can't tell you what was in. We did nine episodes, nine episodes this year. I can't tell you what happened in any of them. It's just we're so full of information, aren't we? Okay, now tell me, what do you do over the holiday period? Do you go away? Do you hang at home? I know you've got a two-year-old. So it's it's Christmas is all about the two-year-old and my nieces. And um, so we go down to just past Bowral where uh, my oh, family lovely. live now and spend a little bit of time out there for a few days. Um, but it's it's really for us our rest period because yeah. my, my wife's an actor. I work in television. So this is the time when you actually have a forced break, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Like part of the 
good and bad things about our industry is you can work all the time and like you can always be working on something or developing something and to have a little bit of a period where you just need to stay home and we've just moved so to to be able to like settle into our place and um mm. i'm just very excited for that to have some some time with my family mm. and and mm. keep it very i'm a very simple person i don't need to like don't need travel i don't need any like any fancy thing i just want to sit with my kid and kick a soccer ball back and forth with her yeah, absolutely. That sounds like the perfect thing to be doing. Okay, James, thank you so much for your time and we're going to chat with you very soon. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to give us a review. And if you love discussing books, check out our What Are You Reading merch, T-shirts, tote bags and more. Find us on the Better Reading website. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. If you enjoyed this podcast, leave us a review and check out the other podcasts on the Better Reading Network.